clever Max, isn't it? It says, hello, everyone. We're just waiting for the... Um, Chris, so what happens? I've got a bank of lights behind me, like a, like a Formula One grid, and I can see um, all the social media channels as they, as they come live uh, with us, but they never they never come live. So we have to fill, Chris. We have, we have to fill for 30 seconds, because sometimes Facebook okay. is a bit slow or Twitter's a, a bit slow. So, so, Chris, before we get going, just tell us um, again about that beautiful flag to your right-hand shoulder, please. Okay, so um, I feel like I'm on a shopping channel, like trying to sell something. <laughs> uh, but it, I, this is when I went to Rwanda. So part of my Nuffield trip, it was kind of an impromptu visit to Rwanda. because, And this is the Rwandan flag. And I'd heard all, I was sort of familiar with the, the concept of Rwanda previously with the, obviously the genocide and more recent conversations around immigration. But I was inspired by... Uh, the fact that everybody was Afri in Africa was saying how much it was progressing and they wanted to be yeah. the Singapore of, of Africa. And yeah. so um, I, you know, I tried to sort of get some mementos on the way around. So I've got the Rwandan flag and I've also got a Kenyan uh, oh, bracelet. So you can see how Africa influenced okay. me. So, so we've got to ask the obvious question. Um, which building did you uh, borrow that flag from? <laughs> not, not, not the embassy, yeah. not the... <laughs> You're taking me back to my Harper days when we visited yeah. Sirencester. <laughs> <laughs> we we all did that. I've just got uh, we got one channel that hasn't kicked in yet. Um, I was speaking to a, a lovely uh, chap on Sarasesta the other day, and everyone everyone in Agro know this, won't they, Mark? But this this lovely um, uh, in, inter competitive love between all the all the universities. So um, so Chris and I are both are ex Harper, and I was speaking to this client who was uh, from Sarasesta, and I was saying that when I was at Harper and when Sarasesta used to uh, come and play um, us at, uh, at rugby in the first fifteen. Uh, Sarah says they used to sing this lovely song about uh, uh, we are your landlords and you are our tractor drivers. And uh, we, we at Harper always thought that was actually quite, quite true. And then this chap said, "Yes, that that's a that, that might be true, but my wife has always called Sirencester uh, the early learning centre. So it's it's uh, it's it great that the, we've got all these uh, analogies between all, all the all the uh, universities. Not to forget to mention some brilliant um, other institutions. Uh, Mark, like like Plumpton. Plumpton's brilliant, isn't it? Exactly." Other other options are available. Yeah, one of the uh, yeah one of the best look, looking uh, universities uh, in, institutions is Plumpton. It's Sarasester. It's Harper. Right, we're all all a go. Hello, everyone. My name is Max McGillivray of Beanstalk Global, and it's a pleasure to be on today with the AHDB and my esteemed colleague Mark Mark Campbell. Mark, say hello to everyone. Good morning, all. And we have got the pleasure today of having a very special person uh, by the name of Chris, Chris Manley, Nuffield Scholar. And we're going to be talking uh, along the subject of Walk With Me. Um, Chris, if it's OK, just let me give them um, a bit of a, a background to everyone on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and also those on the, on, on the podcast. So we know how important it is to be inspired by both big businesses and individuals, which is why we're excited to present the Talking Leaders series, a monthly initiative from the AHDB, which sees a series of inspirational speakers share their life experiences and deliver impactful stories to the agri-leader community. In our jam broadcast, we're delighted to be joined by Chris, Nuffield Scholar, on this topic of the of, uh, of our conversation, which is Chris's Walk With Me campaign, which he's created, bringing farmers together with their supply chain partners to make a positive impact. To help others and raise awareness for mental health, Chris set up a campaign called Walk With Me, which aims to break the stigma surrounding mental health and create a safe space for people to talk. Chris has spent his working career in the food supply chain for large supermarkets and dairy and beef uh, processes. Have a look at his LinkedIn profile. We'll, we'll, if it's okay, Chris, we'll put that on the um, on the post afterwards. This has involved providing strategic agricultural insight um, into the sourcing of beef, lamb, poultry, meat, and dairy, with a focus on managing supply, achieving high animal health and welfare standards, and leading on projects with producers for sustainability and environmental progressive farming practices. Chris is a Nuffield farming scholar who recently presented his report on leading your farm to success by knowing yourself your team and your community. Oh, what a great title. He grew up in a farming family near the village of Hemhock. Is that right, Chris? Um, Hemhock. Oh, in the heart of the Blackdown Hills in East Devon and studied, studied agriculture at Harper Adams University, not Sirencester. Chris, was that was that a good intro? Would you, would you, would you like to add anything to that? Wow. Uh, Max, no, th thank you very much. It's an uh, absolute pleasure uh, to be on the Talking Leaders uh, podcast. And that's quite the intro. And actually, it makes it all worthwhile for the time that I actually spent um, writing it for uh, for my LinkedIn profile. But yeah, I, for, for me, 
you know the the Nuffield experience has been uh, has been incredible, and um, I think as we sort of go along and develop this conversation, a lot of who I am is uh, around sort of where I've come from, and so uh, Hemioc actually is. I don't know if many of the audience will know is is the home of the Young Farmers Movement. So it's where it? it first it's where it first started in. 1921 so it was like the Hemiot Cav Club and there was a milk factory there and it was the whole idea of of um, young people both boys and girls learning skills how, how to look after that dairy heifer and showing them and the idea was that those skills developed and then we had more uh, more dairy farmers and then the kind of model uh, grew, grew from there but um, now I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff we'll talk about but I'm really excited to be um, on the Talking Leaders podcast. Excellent, thank you. And uh, uh, th this is an international audience. Uh, my mate George in California, he's a consultant in the in the salad sectors. He says, "What's Nuffield?" Oh, go on, give, give us the elevator pitch for Nuffield for, for those that aren't aware. But also, there'll be a, like, quite quite a few of the younger generation who will know Nuffield. It might be doing something like MDS, and it's a next logical step, perhaps. Just just give us the elevator pitch for for Nuffield, please, Chris. Okay, so uh, Nuffield is a life changing experience. Started in 1947 by Lord Nuffield, who was the uh, founder of the Morris car business. He's a, he was a philanthropist of the, of the time, a bit like a Jeff uh, Bezos, but he had a wow. passion for public health and welfare. For those in the UK will be familiar with Nuffield Health, Nuffield Gyms, but he met uh, the president of the NFU at the time and they had a discussion about how amazing it would be um, to give farmers an opportunity to travel the world in a practical sense to learn about agriculture in different parts of the world and bring their knowledge back to benefit British agriculture. Fast forward to now, it's in over 16 countries across the world with a um, multi sort of thousand alumni. Uh, where, but the key uh, to Nuffield is about leading positive change. And it's ultimately through that kind of um, unique community where it's like a reciprocal relationship where ultimately we're all there to help each other out. And, and just, just to... Uh, it's obviously very strong in the UK. Uh, you just had your Nuffield conference, haven't you? Yeah, so back in November, that was down, uh, down in Exeter. And yeah, so it's in 16 countries along, uh, around the world. Um, I think the UK, um, there is 20 places uh, each year, and we always get lots of great people uh, apply. Uh, Australia is very strong. It's now branching out into uh, South America. We had our first scholar from Poland this year. It's in the US. And the beauty of it is that it's there, um, yes, for practical-based uh, farmers, but also there's a, a really diverse group of people, anybody from sort of uh, vets to nutritionists to people that are, that are even, we've even got a couple of doctors, actually, that have a passion for nutrition really? and health. Uh, so, you know, there's it's a bit like, I, I always say it's like doing a vocational master's. Yep. Got it. Okay. When I've attended the conference um, uh, previously, I, I haven't done nothing, but I'm aware of a lot of people mm. that have have done it. And I was, I was going to say it's a, it's a rite of passage. That's the wrong wrong ter terminology. Um, I think for people that want to get more out of this uh, this sector, more uh, more from the community, and get uh, get even better exposed to um, agriculture, fresh fresh produce, horticulture, not only in the UK internationally, it can be the making of people, Chris. Yeah, it it has been for me. I think, don't be wrong, there are many different things that you, you can do. But I mean, if you speak to a lot of Nuffield scholars, I think that they often, uh, without realising, have approached it, whether they're at a crossroads in their life for various different reasons. Yeah. And I think it's seen as that gateway of, you know, how they sort of talk about, you know, you you are sort of a reflection of the people that you surround yourself yeah. by. Okay. And, and yeah. the commonality with Nuffield scholars is that kind of get up and go mentality the willingness um, to help each other and, and and move things forward. And it in that way, it's very transformative. I think that open-minded approach as well and, and thinking, well, I've got a problem here. Um, I can probably find someone, someone in a different part of the world that can help me and we can actually come, come to a solution. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my mate George in California is busy. He's just uh, WhatsApped in, I think it's the middle of the night over there, and he's just said, uh, surround yourself with leaders and you will be a leader. Uh, Mark, what's your take take on um, on on the lights of the uh, Nuffield scheme, please? Oh, I think it's it's a fantastic initiative, and I think, like Chris says, it's that trust and that uh, that that persuasion and, and and that ability to actually go out and explore and learn something, uh, and then bring it back, and then with the network that the Nuffield offers around the globe, you're never too far away from 
um, someone who's got connections um, that will help you on your way and that support to, to bring that information back. We're great supporters of the of the Nuffield Farming Scholarship at AHDB and, 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 and always support at least one scholar a year. Something to add, Max, as well, is that building on Mark's point, is that all of the information from the Nuffield Scholars over the years is publicly available. So we all uh, we all write a, a report and you know that's available online and more recently particularly this year uh, there are videos from the the conference on on youtube um and we've also it's been bestowed on us as sort of like an evolution of trying to communicate the messages that there are some sort of specific um videos that kind of have a visual on on our on our whole our whole trip so we feel so if, if there's if any given topic within agriculture, I can guarantee you there's enough field scholar over the years that has looked at it and they're very willing to share their knowledge. So if you're looking for a speaker for your your team meeting or your conference, you know, absolutely come come to Nuffield because you've got some passionate individuals that want to make a difference. Yeah, well, well done. I remember going to a Cranfield University course a, a, a zillion years ago and I had a great lecturer and he said, you're here to learn. But 50% of what you're going to take away from this course, you're going to uh, learn by us lecturing you. 50% you're going to learn at the bar. You're going to make some friends for life. I can guarantee that. And we all looked at each other and said, well, that's a bit jingoistic. Uh, but he was dead right. And I think this is exactly the same with um, with, with with Nuffield. My my best buddy who runs a farm down down in Somerset, uh, who, who's ex-Harper addict, sorry, Sester, but he did, uh, he did Nuffield and he travelled the world and had a great time. And he said that quite often his role, he, he's a, a leader of a 500-acre um, orchard business and has a bottling plant. He can get quite lonely. He can get quite commercially lonely. He gets a lot of pressure on. And he has this trusted network within his Cranfield community that he can lean on so that if he's got a big decision to make and he needs someone impartial but understands the nuances, because he can't go to your solicitor or your accountant because they don't understand this wacky world of agriculture, but his mate from Dorset or his mate from um, uh, Megavisi or his mate from Elgin, who's done done Nuffield, can do. So he leans on them. And he says that's one of the best things is that community within within Nuffield. And he's got a son. Uh, he's out in Australia with um, some of his uh, Nuffield chum, chums at the moment. So it, work, it works works really well. So, Chris, I suppose that's segwayed into our conversation today that our sector is is amazing, but it's also very hard attritional, and and it could be quite quite lonely. It could be quite uh, just just look at um, looking at some of uh, the the people I follow on YouTube. It's been a hard year last year uh, farming, um, and we do need a lot of support, and we do seem to be garnering this momentum to support to be supporting each other. And you've done something so so in innovative. It's so simple, but so innovative. Talk to us about walk with me. Go, Max. Look, I, I, I think you touched on something that's really important. Uh, like I think loneliness and isolation is a, is a topic that I definitely think we should evolve in this conversation. But Walk With Me, um, a very simple con con concept uh, based on the fact that actually, um, for, for me, when I approached doing my, my Nuffield on very much looking at leadership at the time, it was all all about, well, you know, could I meet, meet these amazing uh, leaders with various titles and you know I remember speaking to Mark um, you know sort of beforehand and around it you know and this was going to be fantastic what we could learn from these leaders and then during during my my journey uh, on my Nuffield I, I found I had a sort of personal relationship breakdown and that sort of hit me for six and I ended up in sort of um, you know quite a depressive um, scenario which really sort of not you know, knock the legs out from from un underneath me, and you know, to to the point that you know I was sort of taking each each day at a time, and there was a, a a quite kind of difficult scenario where I sort of hit the bottom, and and then I started sort of you know learning a little bit about what was going on and how I could perhaps help myself, and so I started off with looking at a a tool a toolkit. You know, what are the things that would would help me help me feel better, uh, even if it was just by the by the hour. And two of those things were uh, walking, so the sort of the movement, the activity, mm -hmm. getting outside, getting into nature, and 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 one of the other ones was was journaling. So essentially, get it, what was sort of spiraling around in my head and getting it onto paper. On one of my more uh, creative days, I decided that I'd write a bit of a a poem. Um, 
and um, I haven't really sort of like threatened to sort of do it too much in public life, but there is a video <laughs> um, available. Uh, but the poem was called Walk With Me, and it was just sort of very simple. And sort of every time you write Walk With Me, you you put down a sort of feeling of how you might feel if you're feeling depressed or got some some worries. So it might be that you're feeling alone. Um, you know, it might be that it's, I don't know, affecting your work or your relationships, the whole list of things that people will be listening that know when they perhaps have a low mood or not feeling quite themselves. And and in that moment, I've been listening to, I mean, people have different sources, but in particular, Jordan Peterson, he talked about, you know, if you're really struggling, um, you need to sort of find a purpose. And if you can't find a purpose, find a passion. If you can't find a passion, take some responsibility. And if you're going to take some responsibility, you're actually a good way is to help others. And I've always had a track record through my time uh, either in Young Farmers of like organising events and meaningful things or through the time I was at, at Harper, I thought, well, maybe even in this really low stage for me, actually my route out of here is actually helping others. And so we launched the Walk With Me Excellent. campaign and it was all on the basis that it was sort of easy access. The idea, it wasn't a particularly prescribed but it was all, all about the idea of walking and talking and creating that safe space where you know how it's much easier when you're sort of walking with someone or you're outside, a bit like sometimes also when you're in a car as well, it's not quite the same yeah. thing, rather than having that sort of face-to-face. -face. And I figured that if, if the Walk With Me campaign can be that catalyst for that first conversation, potentially it could make you know, some incredible impact. So, so how, how long have you been going with the, with the hashtag Walk With Me campaign? Yeah, so we're probably, what are we, just out, so 15, 15 months now. And it's funny, when, um, uh, I, I don't know if anybody ever, else has ever had this, when you like create a post for social media, or even when you send an email to someone and you close your eyes and press send, it was like <laughs> that. So I'd created this video of me walking and um, just out around the sort of like Taunton uh, area. And I'd done it, and I've done videos before, but... And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to put this out to the to the world. What does what does that mean? It was all with the right intentions, and uh, so yeah, that went out in where are we October of 22, and then we had a phenomenal uh, response. You know, uh, initially, you know, people I guess showing empathy, looking like for me in particular. But I yeah. think what was quite cool was the fact that I think people could relate to it, that more sort of human side. And then I guess it really ramped up. This autumn just got uh, just gone when um, we were, I had a phone call back in August from uh, Megs Reynolds from all the way from Canada. Can you believe wow. it? The Do, More wow. the Do More Agricultural Foundation. And they specialize in uh, mental health uh, over there. And they said, well, we like your idea. And it'd come via the Nuffield Network. We want to get behind it. So we really amplified it and the campaign effectively went global. There was people all over the world posting yeah, videos, crazy. walking, walking and talking. Yeah, and, and you only have to do a quick search. Everyone do, do search under um, under under uh, Chris hashtag walk with me and the social media feeds are absolutely full of it. Mark, your take on this. Because this, if, you, if you think back to going go back to when we were all at, um, at college university, it, it would that wasn't that it was a taboo subject, but this sector has always been notorious at not supporting um, each other on this this mental health um, element. And something is straightforward and simple, but so so in, um, inventive as, as Walk With Me. Mark is brilliant. Uh, phenomenally brilliant. And um, it's often those kind of simple, simple things uh, are the way forward. But I think, Chris, in terms of I, I responded and I retweeted it and reshared re it. But I think that, that those points that you made about getting out and doing something and then and then having the ability to do that with someone close to you or someone linked to you is it is really really powerful and i speak for my own uh, mental fitness i prefer to talk about fitness because it ranges and it changes at all mm. all times but i run a lot now early in the morning because it sets me up for the day and it gives me that purpose and that and, and that setting of that goal to push it and i do it with people that are out of agriculture that i've met through running which we which talk about things that you might not necessarily talk about so it's a, it's a great great testament I suppose adding on to, to Max's point, what it's gone global. What kind of response have you had in the in the UK from 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 this, and how has it steered your kind of Nuffield journey? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I'd like to sincerely thank everyone that's that's got involved one way or another, even if it was just but like behind the scenes talking about it, you know, they've shared it. It doesn't have to be 
um, having posted something because I think uh, I always say that we're only ever going to hear about the five percent of people that have benefited from it because it can be quite yeah. a private conversation yeah. but I think some more tangible things so I, I think first of all it's it's sort of agnostic in its existence so it's not linked to one particular uh, charity so you know a big shout out to you know farming community network rabi uh, yellow wellies dpj foundation Brilliant. and and others that have um you know quite you know kindly adopted it in various different things that they were already doing so i think it's important to say that actually that this is something that has complemented things that are already already going on uh specifically um you know i'm not on commission for for harper (laughs) believe it or not but um you know harper were quite quick in response at the time particularly the student Mm. union i think things you know have changed somewhat from a a student perspective in 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 general and they're very much more aware of mental health pressures there so i mean i believe they were on a, a journey anyway to thinking well how can they support mental health uh, but uh, for students, but I do know it was probably one of the catalysts to them sort of thinking about actually how do they make a more intentional approach uh, towards that. We've had a number of uh, businesses that actually a really interesting one for World Mental Health Day. I think it's become quite common that people are acknowledging it or at least talking about that they're acknowledging it. But I had I had some organisations that said to me, ah, oh, this is such a relief. We can actually do an action for World Mental Health Day. So we saw um, a few that would like take their team out on a walk and you saw them posting that. And I think the the great thing, I mean, I, I love sort of um, organizing a good party or an event. You know, I like facilitating a bit like you do, Max. But what's interesting with a walk, particularly if you go out with someone else or in a group, there's no facilitation needed. You could almost have yeah, stra- yeah. near enough strangers. And, you you know, obviously the first few minutes is a little bit quiet. But the walk suddenly means everybody starts to open up. It's just like this kind of magic, magic source um, that kind of just that, that makes it happen. Uh, but the main thing I would say is that I'm really open to the fact that people can kind of pick it up and use it in their own interpretation whatever they feel is 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 fitting for them and i just think the fact that we're stood here now talking about it is just just blows my mind yeah okay guys can i give a really interesting uh link you, you um I, I call it red minis you start talking about red minis you start to see red minis everywhere um i, I was doing uh, photography for, for a big colts match uh yesterday in the, in the national league um and there was um one of our players uh was really really revved up and I, I know him from, from afar, and I know that he's got some um, issues at, at, at home. And he was overplayed. He's been overaggressive. Big game, 700 supporters. Um, and he did something silly on the field. The ref stopped the game, and he said to him, walk with me. And he took this guy slightly off the um, off, off the sideline so no one could hear, and just talked to him for about 30 seconds, um, uh, a minute. Both sides were getting frustrated. The crowd were getting frustrated. The player came back on, and he played the match of his life because of that conversation. So the ref could have done one or two things. He could have given him a red card, which would have exacerbated the problem and made that kid even worse. But the um, the this particular um, uh, ref has a has a military background. I could see the issues. He had seen it all before. And he just kn- knew he needed to have that conversation. And he said those words, Chris, walk with me. Stop the game for a minute. And the kid just played the game of his life. And he didn't get mad at the match, but he, he he was still phenomenal. So it's something that we said in our green room when we had the catch up about this. It's part of being a good leader, isn't it? Rather than giving someone a, a, a rollicking, to diffuse the subject, Chris, I'm leaning on both you, you and Mark. To, to, could, if you've got that situation with a, with an individual, rather than um, getting all emotional uh, with them and, and going, going toe-to-toe and all going horribly wrong, could you not use that walk with me? And you just walk out of the office, walk up the farm, drive or um, in the great shed, wherever it is, and just see where that conversation takes. Because that, that will give everyone time to, to chill and to relax and find out what the problems is rather than the, the heat of the moment. What, what do you think, Chris? Walk with me. Yeah, I know, Max, it's, it's it's spot on. And I've actually seen the kind of evolution and the, 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 uh, what something I'm trying to tease out is that I think mental health, you know, quite naturally, we we focus on the you know, the difficult end of it, which we really need to, but actually that kind of physical, um, sorry, mental fitness that Mark talks about and the walk with me concept is a form of leadership. So I think people always um, enjoy it if they feel like their leader is kind of walking with them, even if it's just virtually, you know, there are certain, you know, emergency circumstances where a 
a more top-down autocratic approach is needed. But in general, I think creating that that willingness from the people that you're working with comes from that walk with me approach. So I couldn't in, agree more. You you kind of feel like you can relate to that leader uh, a, a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mark, have you seen scenarios like, like this where, where you think um, actually the situation could have been handled better um, from what you've seen or, or, or your, your work experience where, where you, if, if people just went for a walk and, and discussed, it, it could have had a better outcome? Yeah, no, we've all seen those examples of people that have been chastised in public and 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 said the wrong thing at the moment because it, the, the point has sparked. In terms of actually that seeing that in a walking situation, I can't directly see that as leadership, but we did last autumn, we trialled in the agri-leader team, uh, I think called Walking Leaders, which was purely around trying to get farmers together and open up around business and business improvement. So we picked um, eight different farmers from all over the country. They're all dairy farmers different sizes of units. One had three and a half thousand cows. The smallest unit was 120 cows milked on robots. We brought them all together at a location and took them for a 15K walk. And it was amazing within about 10 minutes, the group knew of each other, but weren't directly connected. That walking side by side, that yeah. psychology that we're all as equal and we've got the goal to get to there and get back. And we're gonna talk about X, Y, and Z on, on route was very, very powerful. And it's it's a phenomenal thing, just going out for a walk, getting in, in the countryside with some fresh air, with some like-minded individuals and, so, and what's what's great what's great as well is that you know we have some beautiful british countryside you know that that you know our farmers um sort of look after alongside producing food and so and i think many farmers will have noticed that particularly since covid i think you know um you know many people that we know even like local villages and towns are really enjoying that that ability to get out into 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 nature so it it provides an opportunity for us to also like create a, a really meaningful relationship with the local community there can be challenges where that you know that it's sort of managing that you know that traffic but i think also it's a real opportunity to sort of bring sort of the benefits of the rural life um, and the nature we have around us and connect with um the rest of society and, and, and guys what about this one i've just got some uh, George, who runs the largest state up at the borders, he's just um, WhatsApp me to say that uh, uh, I conduct um, all my first stage interviews with anyone who's going to join our state uh, on on a walk. Um, so um, I've I've heard of this before that rather than having sort of this, uh, it's a bit like when you go to a bar and you got all this the uh, bar taps and things, it's quite quite confrontational to try and get get a drink. A bit like having an interview, you're, you're sat opposite each other. Whilst if you've got someone uh, come, coming in. Um, and they could be looking at two or three jobs. So in, in some respects, you've got to sell your your business to them. Um, and and oh, <laughs> he, he says he's got a spare set, set of wellies, but for different size feet, for different uh, different different size candidates. Um, so uh, people people will, will, will come in, and he'll say, right, we'll go go for a walk. Select your your wellies, and up up he goes, and he'll he'll show them around the. Uh, the, the the homestead element of it, and then um, bring bring them back into the office. So I suppose that's uh, that whole thing that we're not we weren't actually built to sat, sit at a desk. We were we were built to 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 move around. But what a what a great way to um, find find out about someone to 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 walk walk with me, and we'll have a chat rather than sitting in front of a of a desk and telling us ten strengths wins. It's a great point because like Steve Jobs quite famously did a lot of his meetings like walking, and and I think actually I mean. Uh, you know, in this whole uh, arena around mental health, I think it's all important that we uh, support each other. But if you look sort of specifically um, with men's mental health, often it's more of a like a doing thing. So perhaps yeah. a little bit more um, sort of like side, side by side, um, a kind of a, like an action as well. So don't be wrong, Walk With Me is inclusive for anyone that wants to uh, get involved and walk or, or you know, an act, do an activity. But it's interesting, you know, um, from a, something that I, I find is, I don't know if you've come across the, come across the concept of like the, the men's shed or Andy's man club and that yeah, type of thing okay. yeah. and you know that's also that kind of whole like side by side um uh, like a uh, having an activity that then is the conduit to the com conversation yeah. um you know i don't know if you you both have come across that that type of um thought process before cool mark yeah no definitely come across several of those and we talk clubs another one that, uh, that springs to mind in terms of those things and i think it is uh, is it 
it's deferring from the, the big white elephant in the room that when you talk about mental health, it's that's not for me. It's like you say, it's the deferred activity that then allows you to to open up and express and 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 and, and share your your feelings, your concerns, and and support others. And and, and chaps, uh, George from the board has just asked them where where are you going to take. Chris, where are you going to take this? Because I'm, I'm just thinking aloud. You look at likes of Parkrun and the success of that, which is uh, that there's uh, every, everyone will know what what Parkrun is. But on, on Saturday morning, you go to park of your of your, of your choice. It's all free, and you run five, five kilometers. And if if you survive, <laughs> um, you, you then get barcoded and you, and you uh, to to get your your, your time and you move on. Chris, where, where do you hope what with me is going to go to progress? Are you looking for it to be like like a park run? Are you looking for organizer? Where where do you want it to go? Uh so I don't know. Anybody that knows me, I, I, I'm I'm reasonably ambitious and love for things to to grow. I think although what I've what I've learned about myself is and, and actually about what I'd call meaningful sustained projects, is actually I think they need to I almost call like like trickle along, move along organic organically, and that's how I'd like walk with me to sort of happen. So, in a way, my identity, although I'll be synonymous with it, I'll I'll kind of fade a bit into the background, and this will become a a kind of. I think I was speaking to a friend the other day, who sadly lost his his what was his best man a few years ago. Sadly passed away due to cancer, and there was a close group. Of, of friends that were really feeling it and he goes Chris I did it without realizing he said I I got on our whatsapp group and I said look guys we need to get together for a walk to talk this through and they went for a walk and then went for like a Sunday roast or something and he didn't realize Brilliant. but actually the influence he'd been involved in the campaign and he almost didn't he didn't realize he'd done it it was just something that was was natural so that's why I would wish it to be where it becomes almost part of the subconscious and the broad, and I guess more broader than just agriculture. Because I think it's a concept, yeah. like if you look at the work that say what Roman Kemp is doing and various other ones in, in just more broader society, I think Walk With Me isn't just an agricultural thing. Uh, but from a practical sense, the partnership with the Do More Agricultural Foundation, they are really serious about it so at the at the minute they've got they they created a a page on their website um they've also got quite a bit more funding so uh basf um the uh, agrochemicals company was involved in match funding any donations and you know we've, we've had a sort of a bit of a uh a quieter period because you can imagine it takes a lot of energy but the idea is that next year you'll see it ramp up again and the idea is you know perhaps we'll have our some of our own independent uh comms but the main thing for me is it's got to stay humble and it's got to stay yeah. uh stay meaningful and so I, and i'm open to uh to ideas in how people might want to to shape it brilliant that's a great great Go, go on, Mike. You, you take him. I can say really, 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 really good, and to hear that. And we've just had a question come in from Alex up in Scotland, uh, and she bit of a uh, she's got a program called Farm Strong in Scotland, which is is, is a wellbeing program open to crofters and peer to peer learnings, tips, and advice. But which sounds absolutely fantastic. Her question is, as you've developed this campaign and it's it's gone far and wide, as these things do go on social media and, and such like have you experienced any negativity in the development of that campaign and if so how did you kind of approach it yeah great 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 question because the, re the reality is you're not necessarily going to appeal to everyone i would say largely it's been it's been positive um but then i've got to remember that i'm in my own echo chamber when it when it comes down to it uh I, I guess what I have experienced, the interesting thing is, and I think I, I know it with myself with mental health, is that you tend to kind of ebb and flow about how you feel about things. And I think one thing I've noticed, because I've um, something on the side, on a bit more lower key with my neighbour, I've set up something called Mentalk, which kind of relates to that conversation around doing act activities. And I think what's interesting is that people will be on different stages. So someone might be in a really difficult position versus someone might be partway through their recovery versus someone might feel that they're really, you know, on point at this moment. And sometimes people don't, I think when they see it, it might, this might, might seem like a complicated answer, but it, 
it means different things to different people. And sometimes people will look at it and be like, wow, actually, I'm not bad at, it might feel that I'm not at that stage. That's not for me. They might associate it with only people that are having a difficult time. And that's probably the, the kind of nuanced feedback I've, I've had. So, uh, and maybe some people that are less comfortable with opening up. And, and maybe that's okay as, as well. They might want to deal with it in their own time. So some people might feel that like, well, you don't, you know, you don't have to open up and that's true. So I think it all depends on how the individual is feeling at the moment and what their experience is. I don't think it's necessarily been negative feedback, but I don't think people want to assume that, um, I think they always feel that it's like you're we're forcing people to open up when actually that isn't the case. The idea is that we're just trying to create a space where it's safe for people to talk. Yeah. Well, um, and Alex, just to jump in, states we'll be running a series of walk and talk events throughout Scotland over spring, summer, and love the idea of walking, talking, sharing food, and making a positive impact in rural areas. Sally, Sally says, "Love you, Chris. When will you walk with me again, Sally? What, Sally? What about me? What about Mark?" <laughs> Yes, Sally, we can walk again. I'm not. I, I can't, I've got no visual of who's who's on who's on the call, but um, I'm always up for uh, walking and talking. That's for sure. Excellent. Um, um, so my my mate George is busy. Um, he he uh, with questions. Um, he, he wants to know how proactive um should should this be? Walk with me. What what um should should it be a a, a daily thing, a weekly thing, or a spontaneous thing? What's your advice? So I. I think so momentum and consistency is is important here. So I I people think this is a crazy routine in, that I have in the morning. I mean, there's lots more now that I've kind of evolved into in terms of my what I eat and my exercise and that kind of thing. But I think getting that consistency. So if you think it's part of my like morning routine, every every morning I will get up and walk. And they say I think you know, like a minimum of 20 minutes, particularly out in nature is, is a real game changer. So I think getting that, getting that into your diary, I think if you're, um, you know, the, particularly say if you've got jobs where you're like working from home as well, I know we're talking about largely about farmers out and, out and about, uh, you know, if you're this time of year where maybe you're not seeing daylight because you're behind a, a screen, it's, it's allowing, I would encourage any employer to, um, allow you know, their people for working from home or even just in general to get out and have a walk uh, during the day because imagine if that kind of uh, the only time you're getting your in the day is, is dark you know that it's understandable why that why you don't feel great well done mark you, you take the next one Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. We've had another question come in from Jock, and he said he had the privilege to hear your presentation at the Nuffield Conference, which was truly uh, inspiring, um, uh, and thinks that you have hit something uh, that will help people um, and help themselves. How do we move away from the negative connotations of mental health uh, and move towards a more positive conversation? Um, and he liked my comment about, about fitness, which I uh, thank you for that, which I, yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, so... Um the so so actually this is linked you know i always like to reference other good stuff that's going on so obviously you talked about mental fitness I and mean, we saw the wonderful um you know the edens did with like lens light and they talk about uh positive mental health or positive mental fitness i think or, you know something on that that kind of line but i i i think that's that's key but then I think I'd like to also be, you know, with, don't get me wrong, it's not just me. The reason the Walk With Me campaign is 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 gained is because of the Mexican way. The amazing people, like, the fantastic little, like, group of people that are behind it. But I think the important thing is that if you, if we're looking at high performance now, so if you're listening to, like, the high performance podcast, Diary of a CEO, et cetera, et cetera, those people that are on it now are absolutely looking at their mental and physical health. So, you know, you know, this is brilliant for this sort of talking leaders because we, we might talk about various techniques, what works, personality profiling, but back to sort of my findings and kind of the initial one of knowing yourself, you know, we've only, we've all got one body and, you know, it's a lottery and what that's like, but if you, bring if you can look after your own body and your own mind and bring your best self and and part of that is that kind of mental health so now that I would say on the whole I'm quite a way through from where I was when I was at my worst 
I'm still I'm holding on to that journaling every day of um, when I wake up in the morning of um, how am I feeling? How is my body feeling? What am I feeling nervous about? What action am I going to take? What are my priorities? And then at the end of the day, it's what have I learned? What am I thankful for? What's going to make tomorrow even better? So all those principles that you have maybe when you're feeling in a really difficult spot, that toolkit, are just as relevant when you're trying to achieve high performance. Mm -hmm. And that's, so I think that is how I, I think you'll find it in, from a societal point of view, that it will, people will really start to cotton on that actually it's the key to living, a, you know, your best possible life. Well done, well done. Um, Edward from Suffolk says, I have got a generational issue my father hasn't written a will um, and is fit, but in his 80s, we tried everything, farm advisors, farm consultants, solicitors, uh, accountants, uh, to try and get him to sort out the uh, the, the, the next stage of the, of the farm, of the, of the inheritance. Do you think walking with my father on a regular basis will help, Chris? Yes. Why? Um, so that's one, that's a single word answer. However, there's a couple, there's a couple of things here. So I'm... Uh, Fellow Nuffield Scholar, for anybody that was at the conference that presented just after me, Peter Craven, that watch his video and he talks about the family charter. And I believe actually, you know, I'm, I'm not on commission for Peter either, but I think he's actually <laughs> going to set up his own little business that's on succession. But if you look on the Nuffield like YouTube presentations, really worth a watch. He's a lovely guy coming from his you know difficult personal story. Uh, so yes, definitely going on a walk, but even if, um, you know, in a sort of farming context, even if it's going out and checking the cattle, going yeah. and checking the crops, you know, that kind of doing ac activity, I'd also yeah. say from a personal point of view, I, I have an amazing family having, you know, been brought up on a farm, but we're not used to talking about that kind of stuff either. And I'm sure there's many people across farming that that whole succession chat, uh, is, is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Because if you remember, we talked about this in, a, in our briefing note. That I'm still stunned by this uh, statistic that um, um, over one third of um, of farms in the UK still don't have a succession um, uh, policy. And there's, there's enough people. Out, it's great that if Peter's going to do that sort of thing. But just to start that that conversation, Mark, what do you think? Just just to be able to take um, the, the the parent or the or the parents out to, as you say, walk walk the field and just bring into that conversation. It's not going to happen. Overnight, overnight, guys, I, I was always taught in the murky world of sales that uh, you've got to sometimes ask for the thing that you want five times. So it might take five long walks to just start the conversation to get to get where you wanted to go. Mark? No, I completely agree. And and I think it's, it's that starting point. It's the pigeon steps. It's the it's the, the marginal gains. It's not going straight for the, the jugular on the first walk and ask the sign over the succession thing. It's, it's, it's just it's starting that process of discussion and working your way through the things but like chris said it's that consistency and it's that creating it as a bit of a habit that you will then create that environment and um that it's very very safe and and people will then start to to open up and i'm taking words out of, i'm hoping that's what chris found as as time has progressed yeah it's it, it's a look let's 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 face reality it's a difficult conversation but get get you know it's one that that actually I think you'd much, much rather have when you can. You know that that's the you know that's the reality of these succession com conversations. And um, credit, you'll probably know on your there's a maybe even there's a maybe there's a favourite place on your on your farm that you might have walked as in your childhood, or you know something that uh, creates a positive vibe, like a great view that you that you both enjoy. Uh, you know, so it's not just about the walk. There might be something that's meaningful about that, where you share a moment that then opens up the door. I mean, that was just something off that I've just thought of off the off the fly. Guys, what about this? What about this? Uh, Tom from Derbyshire. Um, I I planned and built a lake with my father on the farm, and during that whole process, we sorted out the succession planning. Yeah. Okay. So that's that whole doing thing, isn't it? You yeah. Know, so cre a creation of something. So are you making? uh something you know I'm, i mean it's not quite as uh, ambitious but i'm sure there's many people making lambing pens uh at, at the moment uh, in various forms and uh you know and other other activities like that doing thing uh yeah could really open that door it's linking yeah. back to the key points that you made about passion and purpose yeah linking it all that just 
a bit of a shameless plug and a bit of a link back. I really like the point that you you talked about looking after yourselves, and then you look at your Steve Jobses and the um, and the high performance podcast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, a lot of other available about that looking after self. That's some of the mantras that AgriLeader looks under. We look under three pillars of leading self to better lead your people to better lead your business. Um, and if you want to hear a little bit more from a clinical psychologist about the fuel for your engine and how you can do that, the AgriLeader Forum in a fortnight in Manchester, um, you'll be able to hear, hear, hear that. Uh, follow the links on our website uh, and, and go from there. But the question I was going to ask that this come in, and if we're referring back to farm, farmers and agriculture, it's, it's bloody hard out there at the moment. And there's all sorts of things being thrown um, at the primary producer um, uh, and sometimes they're often very time poor or they're not very good at maybe prioritizing some of the things that will have the biggest impact what would your advice be to, to that type of farmer to actually try and get the walk-in or get the walk in the diary and make that first step to, to 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 doing something like that when there's all sorts of other noise going on around them yeah it's not it's not easy is it you know i think i think we probably don't give farmers enough credit when it comes down to it that the you've got to have so many skills um at your hand and a lot of those are out of your control i mean our favorite conversation is is around the weather it's around the price of things you've got so many externalities that are moving in front of your eyes and probably even more so now i think probably in past decades there was perhaps a little bit more insulation with the common agricultural policy and that kind of thing which meant that you know things weren't as as sensitive so the thing I probably can relate to myself is that your tendency is, is you probably put the, your first instance is to put something into the farm, into your animals, into your crops before yourself. But it, this is so strange coming from me, but like, actually, I think you've got to start being a little bit more selfish. So if you split that word selfish, it's self and ish. So you've got to, if you can then look after yourself first, then you actually have then got a little bit more to give. It's um, obviously easier said than done, but maybe it's thinking about starting with something small, you know, even at a small period of time, there might be a moment in your day that um, it might not be ideal, like you know, where you think I've got a whole afternoon, but it might be 20 minutes, it might be half an hour that you could that you can that you can start off with. Uh, it might be, you might also, another way of thinking about it is not just thinking about it as something singular, maybe compound it with something else that is positive that you want to do. So it could be, oh, well, that's the time that I have some quality time with my wife or with my kids um, and we go for a walk or we do an, a, an activity that is fulfilling for us. So you've you've started off by justifying it for other, other reasons. It might be that thing where... Um, you know that you've got to go and, I know, check that field or that group, that group of sheep. It's something that you can label it with some other reason that maybe gives you that justification to start off with. And then once you realise the benefit, you'll start to kind of allot that in. But I think it's definitely making time, time for it. Wow, wow, Mark, we're, we're slightly running out of time. Mark, do you want to wrap up? Yeah, no, it's some really powerful stuff there, Chris, and and, and your journey on the Nuffield that's um, from some personal experiences. And thank you so much for being very open and honest um, about those experiences and how that has changed changed your perspective of your Nuffield and went down on a slightly different uh, route, which are, from what I gather and the work that I've done with Nuffield, that's that's one of the key purposes of the, of the experience to actually find yourself and, and really dig into the why. But I, I, I I think that simplicity of going for a walk and linking it with some purpose and some something really really positive and like you've just said farming's really really busy and there's lots of things going at us and I, I always think that as an industry we're very very resilient whatever gets chucked at us like uh, the majority of people they, they they ride the storm and they come out the other side and they go again um, and try and come back better it's how we harvest that and and ensure that there's time for ourselves to to unload and to to to, to, to kind of um, get get the, the those kind of thoughts and, and and stresses and strains out in the open is really important. I think that little point that you said that it could be just going to check the sheep with Sarah or John or something, and just mm. that ten minutes it could be picking the kids up from school. Yeah. I'm a great I love picking my kids up from school, but maybe parking or or walking somewhere else. So there is a slight period of time that you can then start to create that habit. And I know for me with my running three years in. 
it's having that regular thing in my diary with someone that I've committed to, to going to do something um, that is then perpetuated. So, yeah, yeah no, well, that, well, that commitment, like, and actually, I guess it's another shameless plug. There's the, I believe there's the Run 1000 uh, event going on yeah, this yeah. month, which, uh, you know, is, is again, highlighting that there's a sort of benefit of, of running and also walking and moving linked to, uh, uh, to, to mental health. And it's, uh, uh, I would I would just sort of like I guess like to uh, add as well. There was one. Um, this was a sort of a saying uh, or a, a quote because I haven't given any quotes yet. Was that uh, this was from RAF Air Chief Marshal Sir Michael Graydon, and his and this is linked to to leadership. Uh, when you treat people as human beings, that is leadership. Uh, without this, it's just management. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Well done. Well done. So, Jess, I think we could talk talk for hours on this. I've, I've got <laughs> um, uh, George uh, from from the borders. He's got he's got two things to say. Um, you've got very good internet in Ru in Rwanda. Um, so, could you just just clarify, Chris, that you're not just just wave your flag again for those that dialed, dialed in late. Uh, Chris went to Rwanda as part of the Nuffield Scholarship, and he he managed to uh, get get that flag. And I think George is playing with us, but he thinks you're you're in Rwanda. So, should, should we keep with it? And just say that you're in Rwanda now. Just so yeah, well, it's, it's a great, a great country, and they're aspiring to be like Singapore. And most of them are Arsenal fans, which suits, suits me. So I'm quite happy with that. Excellent. And, and, George, and George says you need to be applauded. Um, it, what you're doing is going to be a game changer, especially if the whole sector adopts it. Mark, would you concur? Yeah, no, definitely. And, and like I said, thank you very much uh, again. And follow the campaign on on social media. And, and like Chris said. For the Nuffield, uh, Nuffield, there's so much we can get out of Nuffield in terms of the, the reports and things like that. And your session, Chris, and the presentation after you, for me, I, was, I had the great privilege of going to the conference this year. It was probably my best session of the of the week. So please utilise that um, and push forward. Yeah, and, and, I'd, like to, and I'd like to thank, uh, you know, uh, yeah, well, almost on behalf of Nuffield, thank AHDB for supporting uh, the conference. There's a huge amount of... Uh, synergies between the work that AHDB is, is doing and and Nuffield uh, you know it's it's transformative I think all of us Nuffield scholars genuinely want to give back um, and I and I think that's uh, where AHDB is coming from as well. Excellent right right Chris just just to wrap up give us the elevator pitch for hashtag walk with me please. Hashtag walk with me uh, is all about getting outside and it creating a, a safe place for people to walk and talk and break the stigma around mental health. It's very simple. Just get outside and walk, um, post a video and uh, get, get it out there on social media with the hashtag walk with me. Boom. Mark, anything to say? Anything else to wrap up on? Fantastic. All I'll say is, as, as, as the day is, today's Blue Monday, which deems as the most depressing day of the year. I think we've added <laughs> some positivity. What a great, great campaign that, that Chris has got that complements um, the great work of all the charities in the UK. Um, so, yeah, all I say is just get involved and, and go for a walk. So thank you very much. Excellent. And guys, before we wrap up, George from the border says he's investigating flights to Rwanda uh, um, immediately. He'd be with you in, in under 24 hours, Chris. So we'll just, we'll just let, let that one run. <laughs> yeah. Well, well done, everyone. That was brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Hashtag walk with me. Look out for, for, for Chris Manley online and hashtag uh, walk with me and walk with me. Brilliant. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>